Hi, everybody. This is Steve Hargadon. Welcome to the Future of Education interview series. It's February 4th, 2009, and tonight my guest is Carol Bruce. And the topic is how the Obama administration is looking at school reform. Hi, Carol, and welcome. Hi there. So uh, tonight's a little special because I'm broadcasting live from the Blackwell Inn on the campus of the of Ohio State University, where I'm part of an advisory panel on the new Math and Science Middle School Pathways Portal. So we have a, a live audience, uh, not only online but in person here. Uh, we're very excited about tonight's discussion. We want to give thanks to uh, Knowledge Works Foundation who are the sponsors of, of this interview series, and uh, thanks to Illuminate, who are supporting by providing the room and some of my time. Um, okay, Carol, why don't we start by having you tell a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, well, first of all, I went to Ohio State University, so this is pretty exciting that I can actually <laughs> see people back in Columbus. So I wanted to say that first. Um, I'm a music teacher, and um, I have my bachelor's at Ohio State, and I have uh, my master's at um, Northeastern Illinois here in Chicago. I've been teaching for 31 years. I teach fourth through eighth grade. I have taught kindergarten through eighth at some point in my life, but um, I just recently, over the last 18 months, um, things have just skyrocketed with all the social networking. And um, I've really done a lot of social networking. And I think that's the reason things have really happened in my life. Um, I won the um, Teacher of the Year, Music Teacher of the Year here in Illinois last year. And this year I won the Golden Apple Award, which um, is a very prestigious award. They only pick 10 teachers. And uh, actually, they picked like two music teachers. So with that, it came um, a lot of really neat things. And that's how the Arnie Duncan connection came, because he, he is on the board of the Golden Apple. So he is directly involved with Golden Apple. And uh, so that's how we are connected with, um, with the whole situation that's going on in Washington. So that's sort of my little background. I'm a vocal major. And um, I love teaching. Okay, Carol, so thanks for that uh, introduction. So now you know what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, before we do so, mm -hmm. we wanted to give you a chance to uh, learn a little bit about the Illuminate room that you're in. If you are uh, participating live online and you want to ask a question, uh, the, the group is small enough tonight, you certainly can raise your hand at any time. And you do that by clicking on the hand icon with the a green up arrow. I'll, I'll click on it now, and you'll see a number appear by my mm -hmm. name. That means I'm interested in asking a question. There you go. And you can click that again to lower your hand. If you want to indicate that you're happy about something, you can click the smiley face. The clapping hands say that you approve. We know that nobody will do a thumbs down or a confused face, but if you do, we'll know we need to pay attention to you. Um, if you're having any trouble with your audio, you can run the uh, Tools audio, um, audio Setup Wizard. And if you think that you might like to ask a question through the microphone in your computer, we recommend that you do run that uh, Audio Setup Wizard to make sure that your mic is working correctly. Um, a little plug for Illuminate. They do have a free, uh, three for free vroom service, which you're welcome to check out at illuminate.com. Now, uh, the, on this whiteboard that you see, and, and Carol's video may be in front of it, but uh, you can move that video box by dragging it, you'll see a little wand with a red star at the end. And you can use that to um, 
to make a mark on this map. And so let's find out where people are from. So go ahead and take that wand and then click on the map where you're from. Now I've clicked California, which really isn't fair since I'm in Ohio. But okay, so it looks like we have somebody in Singapore, Malaysia. Singapore. Hey, how about that? Well, we're certainly glad to have you here. Okay, so Carol, with that background, um, uh, would you give us a little bit of, of an understanding of what you were expecting to find in the meeting uh, and how they prepared you for that, that meeting on the inauguration day? Yes, um, we got questions that we were supposed to um, talk about and think about. And what was so exciting is when I got to the meeting, everyone was prepared. I mean, everyone had lists and, and, and had really done a lot of homework. And we all came from different backgrounds. Um, out of the 11 teachers and the one moderator, Dom Belamonte, um, all of us were Golden Apple winners or there was a scholar. And a scholar is someone who um, for four years, the Golden Apple Foundation will actually see the Illinois pays for them to be a teacher, and then they go into a school of need. So there were administrators, there were people that were, um, you know, way up in the Chicago Public Schools. There were people that were um, professors. So it was a lot of different people that were involved from different avenues. I was the only one that was a technology person, and um, I was the only musician or artist as part of the group too. So that was sort of a unique uh, situation. Now you were told um, after we that got, after we got go ahead. That's okay. Go on. Oh, keep going. Oh, okay. Oh, as we got there, um, you know, a light dinner, and what was so cool about it was um, we were not told in advance what to say. Um, it was it was sort of ironic as they were setting this up and getting this ready because um, Arnie Duncan had asked, and actually I have something that uh, President Obama actually um, uh, said was sent, it was an email sent to um, Ari Duncan that was sent to us. Um, and what they wanted to do was, uh, we didn't discuss anything beforehand. We sat down and we talked education with no, not really knowing each other all that much and just talking education for, for an hour and 17 minutes. And it was fascinating that, that, you know, that they didn't give us an agenda, that we could just do what we want, we could just talk whatever we wanted to talk about. And um, I really appreciated that. Um, it was funny because the week before then Golden Apple called me <laughs> and then they were all nervous because they didn't know how to videotape it. So of course I had to come in and, and I got someone to videotape. But then after that they had to figure out how to edit it. So um, I'm in the process of editing. I mean we have a rough copy done and it's already, it's already been, it's always already sent, but I'm working on a more elaborate one. Um, it's funny how, you know, these, in education today, you know, people just think it gets done and they forget that, um, uh, my audio is still low. Should I turn it up a little bit? I'll turn it up a little bit. Let's see if this is a little better. Is that better? Is that better? Okay. Um, yes, it's hard to hear. That sounds good for me. Okay, good for me. Okay. Um, so I'm. So it's it's funny that you know here we are. We have the top educators, but it all comes down to whether you can actually have some 21st century skills. Um, you know. But putting a video together, being able to edit stuff, and being able to get it up on the web. So um, that, that's where we're at right now. I, at least they're, they're moving forward in that. And I know that the Obama administration really wants to look at um, the social networking and how, to, how it works in education. So that's sort of how it happened. But like I said, there was, we sat down and we just talked. It was nothing prepared, nothing done. 
and I had my stuff, you know, what I wanted to talk about, but we didn't discuss it beforehand. The cameras rolled, and away we went. We were expecting the secretary to be there. Was was there right. a surprise that he wasn't? And didn't th didn't they read a letter from no. President Obama? Yes, and here's I'm, I have it right here because I have the transcripts. You can on my um, blog I have the entire transcript. We had to send it out. Um, like I said, the band director he videotaped it. We had gotten an HD camera and we videotaped it. And um, so this is exactly word for word. And I was sitting right next to Don, so I could see the email. So it was exactly right from um, Ronnie Duncan. He had sent it on. And this is the exact segment that he said in the speech. Um, I'm going to read to you a segment of the speech from President Obama he made to his White House staff this afternoon. When he said this afternoon, this is the day after he was inaugurated, so less than 24 hours after he was inaugurated, this is what he said. Our commitment to openness means more than simply informing the American people about how decisions are made. It means recognizing that government does not have all of the answers and that public officials need to draw on what citizens know. And that is why, as of today, I am directing members of my administration to find new ways of tapping the knowledge and expertise of ordinary Americans. And here are the four groups that he wants to tap. Scientists, civic leaders, educators, and entrepreneurs. Because the way to solve problems of our time as one nation is by involving the American people in shaping the politics that affects their lives. So I thought that was just fascinating that there is going to be some type of um, roundtable type of thing in Washington. And of course, like I said, you know, there's a lot of other things that are pressing right now. But that is on, that, that is what his edict is to his White House and to the, to the whole, his staff that he had down. So I mean, I found that just riveting. Um, and it's part of the video. You'll, you'll see him reading the, the, the stuff on that. So there is going to be some convening in Washington to involve a lot of people to solve and do all this. So I found that fascinating. Another thing that was sort of cool was um, we talked a lot. Yes? I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I know education one of the four. I thought that was so cool. I'm reading what Peggy said. Um, what was also sort of neat is people even grasped that you know as much as we can talk about education on a national level, we realize that we really are 50 states and we have 50 different tests. We talk a lot about no shell left behind, um, and that you know we don't want to lose local control. And as much as we want you know, to fix a lot of things, we have to realize that you know, what works well in North Dakota may not work well in Virginia. And um, that was one of the things that people talked about, is that we want to still keep our local control. So um, that, that's sort of how that is. Um, what, what, I think he, what I think Ernie Duncan is doing is he's reaching out to the different places that he knows already. And so we had, the, like I said, the video is already um, at his I think he has it already, and it's supposed to be going to the president. Um, so it was sent down. I know I had to send it down to Tennessee, and they had to transcribe it. They transcribed it in less than 24 hours, and so they're still working on this. Like I said, I think they're still trying to move in. You know, they're still trying to figure out where the pencils are, and there's a lot of other things that are pressing, and it's going to take a while. But I really think that there is going to be a time that we're all going to get to talk, and we're all going to get to see um, some movement and some change. I feel. Um, in, this, uh, in, the, in, in the whole idea of education. So. So Carol, you had told me that, uh, we talked briefly after the meeting, that you were the only one yes. that was talking yes. tech. 
Did that surprise yes, you? Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Um, in a little way. You know, what's so funny about this, um, this award I got, I got it totally on my teaching music and my tech skills um, because the people that interview and put you up for this award, it has nothing to do about tech. And, you know, when they found out that I had some tech skills, um, they were they were sort of you know amazed, and now I'm sort of like helping out. They're asking me about all the different social network stuff. They're asking me about you know we got to start a Facebook and we got to start this and we got to start that. And so I'm really excited that the foundation is actually looking at this because you know the people that do these things are people that are usually retired, and to them they don't see that that's important. I'm glad to see that you know something that is a big organization like this really wants to move forward into the whole Web 2.0. And I sort of you know, some people afterwards, it was sort of cool, after we talked, there were three or four of the 11 that came up to me and were really fascinated by, you know, this whole social networking thing. You know, these are old-time Chicago school, public school teachers that are really just hardworking and, you know, their resources are so limited. Um, and so to see that they're excited about this, I, 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 like I said, I was pleasantly surprised. I was, I, like I said, I was also quite shocked that no one else had any tech skills and wasn't really talking tech. You know, they were, most of their focus, because it is a city school and most of those things, it was about, you know, how to deal with um, the dropout rate. And one teacher did, you know, I talked about that we need to develop, you know, um, not be so, I shouldn't say not so concerned, but we need to look at, you know, everything is, is revolves around college and that there's other skills that we're going to need for the workforce. And one of the teachers says, oh, I want every single one of my students to go to college. And I tried to explain to her that some of the th skills that we need, you know, necessarily don't prepare for the world. So um, she, she was one that I talked to afterwards, too. But there, like I said, there was no one else that was tech. Um, you know, I pretty much ran all the tech stuff. So, um, you know, my engagement, I just was reading someone here, and that's exactly what I talked about. I said, you know, the reason why they drop out is they don't see the purpose and the skills that, that they're teaching at school. It, it, it doesn't have the same purpose as what skills they're going to need in the workforce, and some of these students understand that. So, um, and um, I'm reading the book, by the way, The Goal to Achievement Gap. It's a, it's a really neat book. Um, so. I, like I said, I, I'm glad to see that Golden Apple's moving ahead on this. I was very excited about this, and they're, um, you know, they've started asking a lot of questions that are really good. So I, I, I think we take it one person at a time. And you know, I put out a whole thing to my school even today that I was going to be on tonight, and some people were like, "Well, what's a Ming?" And I mean, at least people. I mean, I, I put so many memos out, and so I mean, I'm sure all of you can talk about stories the same way. But um, you know, it's just going to take a slow process, and I think that if we can. You know, I talked about how it, I talked about how Obama. This is the first time that a president has a digital, photo, you know, a, a photo, and that the web, you know, the White House now has a YouTube. And they were sort of, oh, really? And they they were all they didn't know any of this. So, you know, if we can get, like I said, some of this these old time, or the, some of this people that don't know about this and get the voice out there, I think it's going to help. So um, that's just um, my my two cents on that. Um, I, like I said, a lot of them are very focused on the dropout rates. That's, I think, they're, and I see that as our biggest problem, too. Um, so, um, so, I, um, um, you know, any other questions? Any other questions? <laughs> oh, we have plenty of questions. So, hey, so okay. uh, I, I read about half of that 25-page report that was on your blog, the transcript. Right. And right. Uh, interesting right. to me was I saw that theme, uh, there were several themes that I saw there. 
but it seemed to me there was a real theme between believing that the that coordinated curriculum would uh, address the engagement and dropout issues. Did you have a feeling that that was the group's consensus that this was an issue of coordinated curriculum that was causing the lack of not, not having coordinated curriculum was causing the lack of engagement in the dropout rate? Well, you see, I think a lot of these teachers, you know, they see as it um, as they want to have a. You probably saw that age three to age twenty-one. That's how they they view the curriculum, and you know, I. I think some people sort of had a process that they were sort of taken back by that. Um, I didn't get that sense in the in the in the engagement thing. I think they realize that they need they need to do something, and the engagement is I feel when I talk about how you know the kids need to have they see the kids are so used to videos. We need to have more videos. We need to have some more hands on. They don't have a lot of resources, and I said you know that's I think the biggest problem that's hitting our society is that you have one school like mine, we just put one-to-ones in. So everyone has their own laptop and then you're dealing with some schools that have nothing and they don't have any internet connection. And you know, that I think is going to be our biggest um, our biggest problem. And I think um, one teacher, I really have to hand it to her, I, I was glad to hear that she wasn't for having a standardized uh, national curriculum. And um, I, I, I think we need to look that we can't, not, never, we know this as educators being on the internet and doing all the stuff that we do, that we don't want to have a standardized because we like the idea that we can do what we do that fits our kids. Uh, we understand that concept um, because we see what technology can do, what we can, you know, have the kids do all different things. So I don't think that they're looking at an articulated curriculum. I think when you look at um, what the focus is going to be, these were the four things that were really the focus, was the expanded early education. I think that is going to be a big stress in this administration. The improved teacher preparation. I think one of the problems that we have is that we have dated teacher preparation. And um, I really, that was one thing, and, and teacher quality. In the reduction, of course, we talked about the dropout rate, and then the increased access to college. I know that I've heard that a couple of times. Um, like I said, one, one of the women that was talking, and she, she was towards the end, she, you might not have seen it, she talked about that we don't want to lose local control. And I think that's going to be an important thing. We don't really want to lose local control. I have to say something about No Child Left Behind. I think that was the thing that was the most striking thing out of all of this. Um, I put up a, um, you know, an Education 2.0, and I had people comment about No Child Left Behind. And you know, it's funny when you're in talking to teachers. That's all they talk about was, you know, No Child Left Behind and how terrible it is and blah blah blah. But it was interesting. At this roundtable, people didn't really say that it was that bad of a thing. It needed to be tweaked more. And looking at what people made comments on my on my um, PB Wiki, they didn't really talk about it being that that terrible. That we need to tweak it a little more. And so I thought that was the thing that really sort of struck me as being, oh my, you know, really amazing. Is that um, you know that teachers really want to move forward. They don't want to get stuck that it doesn't work and we, and we have to change it totally. I think they want to tweak it. I think we're going to see it tweaked. I think we're going to see it changed. Um, I think that um, you know this idea that the subgroups put different schools behind, um, I think a lot of stuff is, uh, you know, so we'll see how that goes. Um, that, that's the one thing that I got a lot out of it was the No Child Left Behind really 
people aren't ready to just throw it away. They really want to really want to work with it, and um, so it'll be interesting to see. And of course, it costs so much money. That's the big thing in terms of No Child Left Behind. Um, so it will be interesting to see how they go with that. And being an arts educator, you know. I, with me, that's one of the things they're cutting is all the arts in, in favor of all this stuff. So, yeah, uh, less paper and pencil. I just said yeah, that was one. Of, that's one of the things I talked about. No paper pencil. So Carol, yeah, I have this have image. Of, uh, I, go ahead. Go on. Go on. I was going to say I have this mental image of you at this meeting, and like the Verizon ad, that behind uh -huh. you is this whole. Group of people in the uh, <laughs> digital world who are standing behind you. Um, that now, uh, what's interesting to me about your description of the event is that um, I'm hearing more of you than I actually read in the transcripts. Um, and so I'm, I'm wondering, that, you know, you may, you may feel that you need to be a little bit careful here in terms of representing what took place. But I mean, we're all going to be able to see the video and can read the transcript. Right. But. Where do you feel like there were things that didn't come up that you really wished had, or where you feel like that you have some understanding with your, you know, your network that that they're not seeing? Well, you know, first of all, there's 12 people, and all of us were dynamic. So, and they made a big point not to interrupt people, you know, because they wanted to be very professional. So I didn't want to ram the nail too much. Um, ironically, I was sat. You'll see the video. I was sat right in front. I mean, I I was front and center, and the and the woman that was on the other side of Dom, he's Belmonte, is the uh, CEO and president of Golden Apple. He ran the meeting. Um, you know, they, you know, before and afterwards, they were so appreciative that I could pull this whole thing together because, you know, the PR firm they hired, you know, they they didn't really know how to get it all put together. They knew they had to do this, but you know, I was I was on constant uh, email. And getting everything put together, so I think they realize that you know we they want to move this ahead in terms of the social media, but they don't know how to do it. And um, here's a big organization that wants to move ahead, and I think the, the the administration feels the same way. I mean, I don't think that you know the Chicago public and this whole Chicagoland area, with the suburbs excluded, really understands the whole social networking. And so I'm really hoping that I can, you know, I got my foot in the door, <laughs> my little toenail there. Um, and I, on top of it, too, you know, I was just inducted. I'm the last class inducted. So I don't want to sort of push myself in too fast. Um, you know, I want to work a little bit and sort of, I got, like I said, I got my toenail in there. So I'm hoping to, you know, move ahead a little bit. Um, you know, they were all set. They want me to set up all the different, you know, social networking stuff. So I'm working on that right now, trying to get that going because, um, you know, so it's, it's sort of daunting. I mean, I got love on my plate. I'm working on shows, and now I'm working on this organization, trying to trying to get you know, I've got I've got I've got their Twitter. I've got that sort of saved. I got the clerk sort of saved. I got the, I'm working on the Facebook thing, so we can just get that all up and running. So um, I think that that we want to have a whole Web 2.0 in this organization. That I got in, and like I said, I'm really I'm, I'm a newbie in this in this organization, and I don't want to you know. I want to make sure I'm not pushing myself too fast. That's just my own, you know. Um, so I mean, I, th 
they call me constantly and they really want it, you know, because there's no one else that has the tech skills. And there's no one out of the 220 of us that are in it, there's no one that's social networking. I'm the only one in the group. I did set up, I managed to set up a name with the 10 of us that won and all of us are using it. So at least I got a little uh, group going and I hope to get the whole organization moving forward on that. Um, so, and they realize they've got, to, they've got to do more. They realize that they've got to get, do more and get more out there. Um, but the teachers in the group, like I said, their focus, a lot of them are dealing with, you know, very, very poor environments and dealing with, like I said, um, a lot of funding problems. And this is what Arnie Duncan came from, is the funding problems. So it'll be interesting to see how it moves forward. Um, I'm stuck. Like I said, I'm still busy um, editing this video and trying to get that all put together. Um, you know, um, I made extra copies, and I think there's going to be something in Washington. Because when I last yeah, talked to someone at Glen Apple yesterday, uh, they talked about how you know you'll probably be going to Washington or whatever. Um, and I was like, oh hi, okay. So, so uh, there's going to be a roundtable of some sort. You know, if I hear anything, I'll, you'll be the first to know. <laughs> so I. Um, other than that, I haven't heard anything else, you know, in terms of this document and what's going on or, you know, the, 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 the video that was done. So, um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, is there any roundtables going on around the country? I don't know. I mean, I haven't heard of anything. I don't know if anyone else has heard anything. Um, you know, ours, Ours was convened right after the election, and like I said, this was sent to um, Don Belmonte uh, to put this whole thing together. So um, the the uh, also at the meeting was the um, IMSA. I don't know if anyone knows who IMSA is, but in, in here in um, Illinois, it's the Science and Math Academy for the gifted. And the director is also on the Golden Apple Board, and he used to make McGee, and he used to be um, the um, state superintendent. So of the of of the organization, I have to say one of the one of the interesting one of the benefactors came, and uh, and I thought he had just a brilliant idea for uh, they asked him if he had anything to uh, add, and I thought this was brilliant. Um, um, Reed Bagley, he said, um, you know, in the years past, you have that little thing where you check for the presidential for one dollar. He goes, how much would we change that for education? <laughs> That we make it, we make it for education, and we don't make it for the election. You know that if every dollar that we can contribute for our education of our children. So I thought that was an interesting um, comment. Is to to really, uh, and, and everyone in the class, everyone in the group said, "Oh, what a great idea!" You know, let's, uh, you know, instead of for the because now you know they're not accepting money. You know, I mean Obama didn't accept money, so I thought that'd be great. So. Um, you know, we donate, and everyone would donate money to education. We would have more, more for um, the lower income, because I think that's where we're seeing is the resources. Um, some of these teachers talking about how they wish they had the resources, and I think one of the things that came up about this too is the teacher education. That's one of the things I think we miss that puzzle, and that piece in the puzzle is the uh, teacher education part that we have to do. So. And that you know, and then it comes you know today. Here I am trying to work and do everything, and everything's blocked. You know, I think that's one of the two things that we're going to be, I think, faced as teachers is, you know, um, the blocking issue, and dealing with two, Web 2.0, and then our kids. I call it the four o'clock 
syndrome. At four o'clock, our kids are really learning. They can't wait to get on the internet and learn all the stuff that they sh that, that they thought about all day, but they're not allowed to learn because the teacher's standing up in front of the classroom. I talked about that, sitting in the classroom in rows. And we still have teachers that teach that way, and we still have teachers that are taught that way. And so we have to really, really um, think differently in teacher education. One of the teachers thought about <clears throat> that instead of the teacher going in nine weeks, they should be for a year, that because they really need to see the full year, that there's so many things that go on that, you know, we have a full year. But that's going to be very expensive. I mean, for um, a teacher to be in a school all year, you know, that's, you know, do we make it like a five year? I mean, some of these teachers, you know, teacher pay to be able to do that and take out loans and do all that, we have to reevaluate that. So um, that was one of the issues with one of the, the teachers, one of the teachers, she, he's, a, he's a professor at a neighboring university here. So he was talking about teacher re-education. Re Carol, so our, our uh, video yeah. Um, yeah. was a little bit off, so I wanted to make sure we were still real time with you. Um, can you think of uh, ways in which your Verizon network could help? Um, are there other roundtable meetings being held? Are there ways in which we could be actively contributing to some sort of general awareness of things that, uh, that we think are important in this discussion? You know, I wish, I mean, um, you know, I, I briefly talked to Golden Apple yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yes, it was yesterday. I had to mail more DVDs out. And, you know, she briefly talked about that um, there are going to be some, you know, if I hear anything, Trust me, <laughs> I will immediately get things out. Um, I'm thinking that there are going to be some. Obviously, what 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 was said on this on this memo the first day when he talks about how he's going to draw on public officials to draw on what we need, and you know, scientists, specifically the educators. I mean, this is super exciting. I really think that there's going to be something that's going to be happening in Washington. And as soon as I do, Steve, I mean, I think we should really. This is where we can show the power of what 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 we're doing. You know, we are the change. You know, we are the shift happens, and we are the ones that that you know use all this media, and the, our kids are just riveted by it and and engaged in it. And these are the schools that are just exploding. And um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, at this foundation, they always have people go to the poor schools. My school has a lot of resources. And I said, you know, we need to get people into the schools where th good things are happening. We're so caught up in all the bad things that are happening. You know, we need to get the good things out there. And one of our problems is PR. You know, we just don't have the good PR. We need to show some of the things that are going on. So I'm hoping that when there is something on Washington, and I think there, I'm almost positive there is, because they talk about it. I don't know when it's going to be convened. I mean, they're still trying to confirm some of the candidates for some of these things. You know, and, and Washington does move a little slow, a little slower than we want. Um, I'm hoping that we can show off our, the power of our network. You know, um, I know Obama, that's how he, I want to say, basically got elected. I mean, he used all of the new technologies. And, you know, we can show that we can do this too, and we can move education forward. Um, and we can see the engagement in that. So I haven't heard anything, but as soon as I do, yeah, that's right. It's next going to be in um, D.C. at the end of June. That would be, I think, an excellent opportunity, I mean, for anything. I mean, I think that would be the time to see if we could try to get the, you know, Secretary of Education as part of that whole thing. I think that would be um, really, really cool. I mean, I think 
we should work on that. That should be our number one goal, I think, since we're going to be in Washington, to 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 see if we can engage and, and get and get the you know the, the education uh, moving forward. So, <clears throat> I mean, it's but been Carol, very interesting. I, I, in reading the transcripts, uh, it seemed to me another theme that kept coming up was the connection between secondary school and university level. Um, is, is that something that this group particularly focused on? Well, you know, they do tons of work. They have the scholars program, and they have 125 teachers that win the award. I just was reading some of it. Um, and what happens is 125 of them uh, get education free for four years in the college. And they monitor them through the Golden Apple. And then they work in a school of need for five years. And they have a whole mentoring program for these new teachers. And every one of these teachers, have been, they have not had any dropouts. They've done this now for, I think, eight years, five years. And they have had a mentoring program all summer. For five weeks in the summer, they meet with these teachers. Even when they're, in, you know, they're going to college, they have to go back to this, back to our college, Elmhurst College. And then five years after they're teachers, they have that whole, whole uh, connection. And so they're very, very interested in trying to move teacher education forward. So very progressive in that matter. And I think that we sometimes disconnect. You know, we do K-12, and then we sort of think of the college as separate. And I think this organization doesn't see it that way. They see it all as one. And you know, I, I, I'm excited to see that. I mean, I've been asked to talk at a couple of colleges. Um, it was funny. I, I went and talked to this one teacher. Professor was teaching a Web 2.0 class, and they invited me out to teach. And um, and I looked at my little my little people out in front, and I it was sort of ironic when I asked them. I said, "Well, you know, you all know what Twitter is, and you all know what you know this is." And I was amazed. These are college students; they had no clue. And that that sort of blew me away. This is a very prestigious college here, and these these college students, some of them don't know, um, you know. And so, someone's raising their hand. Um, so that was my that was sort of shocking to me. I mean, I just assume, you know, I'm a you know. I'm sort of old, <laughs> and I'm just assuming that everyone under the age of, you know, 30 knows all about these things. So um, I was sort of amazed that they didn't know a lot of this stuff, you know, when I showed them all these different things. So that was interesting. Someone has a question. Someone raised their hand. I guess. I not. think that was a bad click she said, but but I'll take okay. the opportunity to ask another okay. question. And then uh, and okay. why don't we say that in about five or ten minutes we'll start doing a, uh, an audience Q and A. And our group here can okay. be thinking about that, okay. and those of you online as well. So um, I, I was reading a lot of your material on the flight out here, and I happened to be on Southwest Airlines. And the, it was just the juxtaposition of the material in Southwest and thinking about how much fun it is to fly Southwest. They're still very safe. I trust them completely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, versus some of the other airlines I've flown recently where you feel like... Oops, I lost... Lost your audio. The, the control is so rigid that they're, that they're just not having any fun and nobody's very nice to you. Is, is there any uh -huh. parallel there between you know, what, we, what we sometimes think of in terms of school and, and the lack of local control? Well, you know, I, like I said, I'm very lucky. Um, I'm in a very small district. And I have major control over my stuff. So you know, I can do what I want, but I know that 
there's other teachers. I was at dinner with some of my close friends last night, and you know we talked about how different education is today as it was when, years ago. And I think you know we are just in a testing frenzy. You know we're getting ready here in Illinois to do our ISAT testing, and that comes up in three weeks, and that's all we're doing right now. Is, is is preparing for this test, and the kids are a little frenzied. I'm a little frenzied, and you know, um, let me just get my call done here. So, um, but you know, I, I I'm sorry, I lost control. <laughs> say say again. No, I'm sorry. Um, I, I, we're talking about test uh, frenzy. About, yeah, it is. It's a test frenzy right now, and you know, it's it's all about. You know, if you don't make these certain points, you don't get your money, or you have problems, or you're on a wait uh, a watch list, and um, I don't know. I just uh, we we I, we've got to change something in this text. It's gotten worse and worse, and I think it's ironic. You know, we were talking, like I said at dinner, a lot of it has to do because we can collect data so easily. You know, we can collect data so easily that we've almost the computers, it, you know, because of computers, we have more testing, but we need to get away from the testing so we can do more computers. It's sort of interesting how the two are so intertwined. Um. So we lost you or you stopped talking, but in either case, I'm going to fill the silence with what I, well, I hope will be my last question, then we'll turn it over. So, um, and a lot of, a lot of, you know, superintendents and, you know, love the data. They love looking at data. So, no, I didn't stop talking. Okay. Okay. So, uh, we we talk about yes. uh, reforming the educational system, and, and if a system is a a set of rules and policies designed to perpetuate something we think is being done well. Is it really possible to reform a system? Meaning, are, are you just changing horses in the middle of a horse race? Uh, is it, do you think, after all has been said and done, that the Obama administration is really going to be able to change the system, or does that change need to come from somewhere else? Personally, what I think, I think it needs to come from somewhere else. Because uh, I, I agree with you that it's a system. I mean, basically, education is a state's in a local area, so it needs to come, I think, from us. I think we're the ones, and it's difficult. Like I said, in my little building that I'm trying to move up the mountain and trying to show people that you know this is really cool. I mean, I presented last week at IMEA. And um, you know it was great because these people were all receptive, and I got it was so neat to be able to see people move ahead and realizing that they have control. They can, like you were talking, they have control to change. They don't have to wait for their administration to change. They they can control, and I think that's what we have to do. Is we have to empower other people to say it's okay. I can change the course myself, and these are some things that you can do. Um, because I think they're just going to replace it with something else. It's going to be the little child left behind is going to be there, but it may be a different name. Like you said, the same system. You know. Well, let's uh, ask our audience if they have any questions. I'm asking the group here, and we'll ask the online audience as well if there's uh, anything they'd like to ask you. Okay. To do so, you can click the hand icon with the green arrow 
to, to if you'd like to do okay. it by mic, or you can put it in the chat. Okay. Are you seeing those questions from Connie and Jackie uh, in the chat, Carol? Um, I don't see anything. I see now everyone keep quiet. I see in the chat, I see Portsmouth, Arnie wasn't at the meeting, now everyone's keeping quiet. I don't see any questions. I wonder if your uh, chat so isn't all. slowed down. But I'll go ahead and ask. Connie Weber asks, do you see a swing away from emphasis on testing? Now, you see, now we're still in the beginning ages of this new administration. There has been nothing out about them. I think they're still in meetings. Um, so I, you know, I can't, um, I can't say, you know, what what's going to happen on that. I mean, it's still, I think, in the early ages, things of this. I feel that I know that Arnie Duncan has lived with No Child Left Behind. He's been an administrator that has worked through No Child Left Behind, and some of his writings have been that he wants to tweak it and change it. But that's his personal views. I do not really know what the global and the administration views are. So I'm sorry to say, so to give you a non-answer, but that's <laughs> you know um, that's sort of what I what I see. Because I read a lot about it going into the meeting because I wanted to know where he stood. So we, uh, Carol, we've got a question here. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Hi, Carol. My name is Steve Croc. Hi. I'm an industry partner in, okay. uh, with our group. Okay. Thank you very much for your time and your insight. Oh. I have a question. Oh. You mentioned that um, that the Obama administration was interested in soliciting input from scientists, from civic leaders, from educators and entrepreneurs. Um, right. As the conversation went on, did it sound as though it was talking to scientists to inform science policy, civic leaders to inform civic policy, educators to inform educator policy, education policy, or did it sound as though their goal was to uh, get input from all four of these to inform each of these. And I'm, of course, focused on education. And, and if you heard the latter, which I hope you did, um, mm -hmm. what, what in the mm -hmm. conversation led you to believe that they're thinking like that, that, integrating the input for the sake of impacting education policy? Um, I think because this was, this was um, his like I said, I'm reading exactly what was in the email, and I was sitting right next to <laughs> Dom, who had the email. Um, what I what I got the idea is that this came right out of the gate. This was like he wanted this to be his opening thing to all of the White House staff, and he wanted to make make sure that we're you know he's openness to everything. Now, granted, it is something he wants to do, and whether you know, given the way government runs. It can be done, but it looks like there are going to be some roundtable and some type of discussions that are going to be taking place. Now, that's all I can say. I, I don't. I'm not privy to any of this. Um, you know, I'm sort of a newbie, like I said, in this organization, and I, I don't. <laughs> I got my little toenail in there, and I want to, you know, do the best I can and try to move things forward. But it, at least someone's talking. 
I mean, I see it as a positive because before, you know, I, I mean, I think it's exciting that they're going to offer, you know, scientists, civic leaders, educators, entrepreneurs. I think it's it's very exciting. And if I hear anything that's going to be convening, like I said, it will be uh, really neat. I think if it does come to pass. Um, you know, I, I've I've talked to them a couple times, and there are I guess there is going to be something in in DC, but nothing is put in writing yet, and nothing is said yet, and what's going to happen on that, you know. Carol, so uh, Connie asked a question about seeing students collaborate, and and there's been a little yeah. bit of a thread in our meetings today, um, at least in some of the conversations I've had, where when you're in a training environment, you're imposing uh, standards. When you're in an educational environment, you're inviting participation from the learner. So I guess the question is, did you have any sense of this thought process about students being more actively involved in determining the outcome of education? No, I did not. I didn't, I didn't, not at all. I didn't that not anything at all. Oh, I just see a neat link right here. Um, no, I did. I didn't see. I didn't. I didn't get that at all. Um, I think that's um, I, the engagement. I don't think that a lot of people really understand what collaboration and this new shift in, in our little my world and what it's done for my students. I don't think people really grasp how how this is so engaging. I mean, I just had a kid today that you know he just happened to look at you know how Google Sketchup worked on, and he couldn't wait to go home, and he was so engaged, and he's got this idea, and he's going to build this his own little town. And he's got, a, you know, I don't know how many teachers really see that excitement. You know, I don't see. Um, I didn't get that. I didn't get that impression. But you know, the people that were at the round table, there were. I'm thinking there were only three of us that were teachers. Most of them were administrators, and there was, of course, a teacher that is a professor. So um, the engagement thing is um, something I don't know. I, I think I mean, I mean, fact, one of my one of the people I'm collaborating right now, Brenda. You know, we've done some. It, it's amazing what you can do to collaborate when you finally do a project and it actually works. And well, I shouldn't say actually works; it does work. And to see the engagement of the kids and the excitement. But I didn't get that in this roundtable. Um, th that you know, I think they're more focused, like I said, on the low, the low end child. And how to get them into college. But any other questions for Carol? Yes. Hi, Carol. I have a question for you. Uh, my name is Martha Martis. Um, I'm a professor at Florida State University. And that's kind of a lengthy question, so stick with me. It's about school libraries and it's about charter schools. Um, oh, yeah. So, my yes. Pardon me? Oh. Okay, and then keep going. Um, is uh, a person who's deeply involved with school libraries, I feel like they have a really strong role to play okay. in this whole so idea of engagement. Yeah, talk a little slower. Yeah, talk a little slower. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will. Um, talking about school libraries, talking yes. about engagement, yes. and the roles that school libraries have to play in providing motivation helping to link different pieces of the curriculum together. And one of the things that troubled me coming out of the election rhetoric was um, I heard a lot of talk about charter schools. And on, on face, that's not troubling, except that being a person from Michigan, my experience with charter schools is that many of them 
don't take advantage of having a school librarian on faculty or don't have a school library at all. And in lots of our conversations today, we've been talking about engagement, digital learning objects, learning in a web 2.0 paradigm, and knowing that school libraries can play a very strong role in that, and that role seems to be absent from charter schools, I'm wondering if in your conversations with the new administration's education folks, if you got a feel for whether the charter school agenda might be moving forward or whether that was still open for some conversation. Well, I can only well, I can talk to you in terms, uh, in terms of what Arnie Duncan has done before because he's been here for a long time here in Chicago. And there are some people that are very nervous because he does like the charter school system. Um, his children went to charter school system. He grew up in an environment that was very charter school. So, you know, that's sort of his, um, that's where he came from. And so, I mean, a matter of fact, the Obama children go to a charter school, went to a charter school here. So, you know, and I feel the same way that you feel, being an arts person, you know, the charter schools, they don't employ music teachers, they don't employ a lot of the arts. And um, my concern is that, you know, I've always said, you know, it, charter schools, they can start over. So, you know, and they can decide their own rules, and we are stuck with all the rules that were given to us. So there's a big movement, this Renaissance 210, 2010, that is basically a charter school where he closes up, they close up certain schools here, and they reopen them. And um, I know that, that, like I said, it makes me a little nervous. And here again, I don't know if the federal government can be involved in that. I think we have to still go back to, you know, schools are a state's rights, and we have to be sort of understanding that. Um, I think what the government can do, this is just my own thing, is the resources. I think that's where we can really make an even playing field. We can offer some resources and we can offer some um, um, hardware and software to enable children to, to do some of the cool stuff that we're doing. So <clears throat> that's my sense. <laughs> You couldn't hear it, but there was a thank you for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> any any other questions from anybody online? There's a good one. Which one? Any I saw one. What was it uh, Judy had one? Right, Judy says, Carol, now that you've had a chance to participate in this discussion, do you have any questions you would like to ask Arnie Duncan or the President if you had the opportunity? Well, you know, I always talk about magic wand. Um, if we had a magic wand, what would I do? And I, I think this has been a permeating thing. I see what the Internet and what the connections can do. and. Um, I think that we're giving lap these $100 laptops to people in third world. I think if we can really put the resources in the schools and we can really put forth the connections and see some of the connections happen, I think that's how we're going to move our education ahead. And my other, this is just my own little thing, is that you know we talk about a lot about everything is focused on college, and I know people get really upset with me when I say this, but there are some things and some jobs that really don't demand 
college, they demand a skill. They demand, you know, um, we're always going to, I talk about this a lot, we're always going to need someone to cut our hair or to, you know, we're going to need someone to, um, you know, paint the houses and do all this. We're going to need people to work on the computers and not necessarily a college environment. And we need to look at, you know, how we educate everyone. Everyone's going to have to learn how to run a computer. Everyone's going to have to learn how to do stuff online. Everyone's going to have to have those 21st century skills, how to make a movie, how to do a podcast. I mean, my sister just a couple of years ago had to give a, in order to get a job, she had to do a PowerPoint presentation with all the different bells and whistles in it. And everyone's going to have to have those skills. And, you know, um, they're going to have to know how to run a cash register that has all the bells and whistles with technology. And my concern is that we're still caught up in doing facts. We still, you know, want to, want to be able to teach all the facts. And not that that's wrong. We have to have some facts. But we also have to be able to engage these students in their technology uh, and, in, and being able to use the internet and being able to do stuff and getting, a lot of these students don't even have, uh, they have no computer time but 30 minutes a week. Now, those kids are going to be way behind as composed to some of my students who have the one-to-one -one where they basically have a laptop for 24-7. So we have to really look at that. That's where I think that's where I think the government can get involved so that we still have our local control, but we can get a lot of hardware and information out to the students that way. That's my my magic wand. <laughs> so Mary has a comment. Uh, hi, Carol. Mary Henson. I'm with National Middle School Association. I, I hear the concerns or comments about not everybody's going to college and the comments of people here, yeah, I need a good plumber, et cetera. But the reality is preparation to enter, to matriculate into college is a benchmark that all of our students need to be at because that benchmark does assure that a student is going to be able to move into the workplace and earn a living that supports a family that is going to put that person on a trajectory to um, succeed in, in, in a democracy in our economy. And so mm -hmm. I, just, I, you know, I, I hear what people are saying about, yeah, not everybody is going to go to college, but let's not forget that preparation to get to be at that benchmark is what needs to be in place. And we do need to aim for that. And so the examples that you were giving there a few minutes ago, I think, move in that direction. Yeah the critical thinking skills, being able to, uh, you know, to analyze, to work in a variety of different settings, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, let's, I just, I, I, just, I just want to make, make sure that we're paying attention to that as an important benchmark. Uh, don't misunderstand me. I think that people need to be educated. I just think that we need to look more closely at that there's other options. I mean, right now, there are people, someone talked about this, there are people that are, you know, spending, putting out $125,000 worth of loans and getting, a, and have no job, and they're out there, the only job they can get is $10 an hour, whereas there are other people that have skills and they're going out and they're becoming a plumber and they're getting, making, you know, six figures and we don't value that. And they're still educated. I, st I, I, I don't want, I, I still, we can have high standards. I mean, everyone, every, but I think we need to look at this as an overall, like you said, for society. You know, let's look at what society needs. And I think, this, you know, here I am the arts person. There are some things that we, 
we should maybe cut out that we don't really need. I mean, but we still need to educate and everyone needs to be able to talk and write and, and have those high benchmarks, but we still need to still be excited about those people going into those other careers. And right now, the whole benchmark thing is all college, you know, and that's what I'm talking about. So, but I totally, I totally agree that we need to have, Carol, I think that's, uh, we want to thank you for, for being oh. with us tonight. That's really, it's really been fun for us. It's been great to hear. I think we all feel like we've uh, learned something about what's taking place and, uh, and gave us an opportunity to, um, to think about these topics. I'm going to clap too. You can hit the little clapping <laughs> button to indicate your I see Brenda. appreciation, Brenda. appreciation for, uh, for Carol. Um, I'm going to turn off the, the video right now, but don't get off the line, Carol. Okay, I just want to okay, make no everybody problem. aware that, that on February 11th, I'm going to be talking to Julie Evans from Project Tomorrow, what used to be the Net Speak Up Day uh, on the uh, 2008 survey of what students are saying about technology and education. On February 17th, Aaron Riley from Project New Media at MIT Media Labs will be talking with us. And then on February 26th, uh, in conjunction with PBS, we'll be talking to John Palfrey, who wrote, who co-wrote, co-authored the book uh, Boeing Digital, and he's at the, uh, I think he's the director of the Berkman Center. So we have some fun things coming up. For more information about the series, please look at futureofeducation.com. For more information about Knowledge Works, please visit their website listed there. And for information about Illuminate, at illuminate.com. So thanks, Carol. Thanks everybody for coming. It's been a lot of fun. I'll put up the archives and recordings um, probably sometime tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And uh, okay. please join us again. Okay. Thanks, Carol. Thank you so much. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Mm -hmm.